And we really do mean it when we say friends. We are so excited to be launching a brand new podcast series today, Friendship for Real Women. We know that we're created for community, but so many of us are struggling to experience abundance in our relationships. And we want to talk about why. We're praying these episodes leave you encouraged and feeling equipped to actually enjoy your relationships a little bit more. Listen in, maybe even tell a friend about this series, and let's see what God might do in our relationship as we dig in. Okay, friends, I'm here with my friend, Carla Haskins. I'm smiling. You can't even see me because she literally is like one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. I'm not just saying that. It's not cliche. I actually dearly love, I'm endeared to this woman. Carla, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're so amazing? Well... (laughs) Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me to talk about our friendship. But who am I? I, yeah, I'm Carla Haskins. I, there's so many things about me. I don't even know where to start. I'm married to an amazing guy. (laughs) I live in Texas now. I've relocated back to Texas. Not only are you living in Texas, but you are from Texas. I am from H-Town. And not only are you from, that's right. Not only are you from Texas, but you are from Right, where where all the all the baddies are from Houston. Beyonce, right, <laughs> Megan the Stallion, Lizzo be eating. If you're listening to Toby and is it Inway or whatever, him and his wife. Toby calls me fat. I mean I mean everybody amazing is from Houston, so should I I mean I think that's enough of an introduction. I'm amazing. Yeah. But no, I'm in that I'm an incredible season of life. I think it's challenging for everybody in their, in its own way for everyone. So it's amazing, but it's also challenging, but exciting. I finally fulfilled, honestly, a lifelong dream of, I started graduate school. I am studying clinical mental health counseling, and I am so fulfilled with this, this journey and this process. I'm learning so much, and I'm looking forward to becoming a therapist in, in a couple of years or so. So, which is like... Bravo me, yay me. <laughs> not to not to, you know, make this all about this will be my last Beyonce ref- reference, but you know, it's taking lemons of this season and, and making lemonade. So I'm excited. Speaking of lemons, I think sometimes in the context of this conversation that is friendship, sometimes we our friendships taste a little bit like a little bit like lemons. They can. Right. Like mm-hmm. they can. I think that's something that we we don't talk about a lot, which is one of the reasons we thought that this series would be helpful, beneficial, and would feel supportive to a lot of the women out there because we talk a lot about, I think, like that's my BFF or and who says that really anymore, I guess. Maybe some people too. At 42, I'm not saying that, but I will say like she's a real one or like She's a real friend, a real person, a real, true, authentic person that I can connect with and feel safe around. But I think that we harp a lot or we talk a lot. I shouldn't say we harp, but we talk a lot about the good things in general. But specifically within friendships and relationships, I feel like we spend a lot of time wanting to feel good and having this expectation that like it's just always going to be good. So I think one of the things that we really want to dive into today and throughout the series is kind of exploring some of those areas of friendship that we don't talk about publicly a lot. You know, we also want to answer questions like, 
you know, how can we be better supportive friends? Like, how can we support our friends through hard seasons? What does it look like? Some of the things that we'll talk about today. What does it look like to walk through conflict with friends that you love dearly? All those things. So we can take the bitter with the sweet, but sometimes things are really bitter. And I don't think that we have to sustain that type of feeling in relationships sometimes. You know, we got to know when to, when to call it quits as well. So we'll talk about some of that too. I really admire you as a person who holds strong to her boundaries and someone who understands the importance of boundaries. Oh, so thank you. It's kind of weird being in this space with you because it's like, I have to, I don't have to, but you know, like this is a structured conversation in some regard. Like we're going to be ourselves and it's going to be loose and all those things, but also like we want to make sure that we're hitting some points that are going to be helpful. So yeah, we are here to serve. So I think one of the first things I want to talk about is just our friendship. So being personal or getting personal and how our friendship has evolved or developed over the years. How long have we been friends? I think I have an idea in my head, but... That's a great question. How long have we known each other? And then when did we actually become friends? We've known each other for a really long time. Because I knew you before you guys moved back to Hawaii, right? Yes, yes. Which was literally 13 years ago, almost 14 years ago. Yeah, so I think that's a good approximate of how long we've known each other. Why does that make me emotional? Everything makes you emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it. I mean, I knew it was coming. Like You know (laughs) I'm going to cry. Like everybody who's listening out there, I am going to... I'm going to cry a lot. This is this is a really I love this woman and this is a really like important topic. So anyway, just get ready. They're going to come. The tears are coming. But so we've known each other for for almost 14 years, but we have been friends mm. for only a few years. Yeah. And obviously that even the definition of I think for in the in this relationship, like it has evolved, right? Like I think we're several years in. You know me. Few is like three to four. I think we're in the several range. Okay. So like more than four? More than four, less than six. Okay. Okay. I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So yeah, so just like as we have gotten to know each other better and our lives have shifted and changed and morphed according to family, life situations, work, all these things, our friendship has evolved. But what I think is so beautiful, this is the part where the tears come, is you're like racing yourself too, because you know what, Carla, you cry too. So <laughs> don't put me in this. Like, <laughs> But what mind. I think is so beautiful and what I think is so beautiful about good friendship and healthy friendship is the ability that I see that we have had to hold on in the midst of hard things, in the midst of hard seasons and moves, you moving from Seattle, which is where we were together, where I am now, to where you are in Houston, like making it work. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, but. Yeah, I think, you know, I wasn't prepared for you to ask the question, you know, how how long have we been friends? But I think it's obviously, it's an obvious question, but yeah, it immediately made me think about our journey because I think there is a conception about women and, you know, women are instant friends. And that wasn't the case for us. 
I mean, we were in the same circles and we knew a lot of the same people and we were absolutely socially cordial, like all those things. But the development of a friendship, that's a that's a whole different process. And I'm mindful of something my mother said to me when I was in high school. She's like, baby, when you get my age, if you have you know, if you can count your friends on one hand, you're doing great. You're like your real friends on one hand, you're doing great. And that has proven to be true. But it's not that we, it's not that I didn't like you. It just, and not that you didn't like me, but to call each other friends in, in, a, in a culture where, you know, you can get a friend in five seconds on social media, the development of true, you know, deep friendship, it takes time, just like, you know, any, any intimate relationship, when it's real, and it's authentic, it takes time. And so, you know, you meet a lot of people, and it takes interaction, and it takes conflict sometimes to develop real, authentic, you know, relationships. So, yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge that, yeah, you, those people that you meet, and you're instantly, quote, unquote, friends, but you know, in our season of life and at this, this, these ages, I think it's important to acknowledge that, yeah, it didn't start out that way. We just kind of, yeah, it developed. This whole idea of like meeting someone and for lack of a better way of saying it, like making the assumption that they are going to be a friend who is either long-term or committed or dedicated or integrous or, you know, fill in the blank with whatever is a really interesting thought because I think when I, I'm 42 now, and so let's just call it when I was 30, the way I saw friendship then is obviously not the way that I see friendship now. And I think that when I think about the 30-year-old Kanisha, I think, wow, I, I really thought everybody was a friend. Yeah. Which actually saying that out loud blows my mind because I'm like 42 year old Kanisha was staring at the 30 year old Kanisha thinking you were insane. Right. Like everybody and my grandmother, like old Southern black grandmother wisdom is like, everybody's not your friend. Everybody not your friend. No, not everyone has the best intention, you know, right. For you, not everyone loves you. So, and and also in this world where we toss around not only through social media, but you know, in all of our different spheres, like this word, we toss around the word, Hey friend, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. love you friend. It's like, do we actually know what what that means? And I think that, again, I have a different idea about this word, friend, Same. and what it yeah. actually means. And I love, I love that now I get to, number one, I get to more than ever choose and also recognize that I have a choice of who I allow into my space and who I allow into my network, right? But I also love the idea of this evolving and like that I'm okay with that because I think that you know, maybe that's wisdom, just growth or whatever. But like at 30, I don't think I was patient enough. And I don't think I love myself enough. I don't know. I want to hear what you have to say about this. But like, I don't think I love myself enough to even understand the value in the waiting as far as a friendship was concerned. And like that it's okay for it to marinate. It's okay for it to evolve. It's okay for it to take time because all good things take time. Yeah, that's a very interesting thought. I think what makes our friendship great is that we are we're we are different in awesome ways and at 30 for me i had just moved to seattle and left everybody that i knew and loved in houston and was settling in a new city with literally no friends no network but i was to a degree 
really okay with that because I was coming from Houston where like, again, all my friends were, but I think I mentioned this to you one time and you were like, really? I have the same best friend that I've had since fifth grade that grew up on the next street and who would hop the fence. You met her. Yeah. Yes. Cheryl. Yeah. 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 And so we're still friends. I mean, we've known each other since really elementary, middle school years of our lives. And it's a good example because, you know, not everybody that was your friend for those years are you still in friendship with, but a friendship being able to be maintained across, you know, thousands of miles and decades and seasons and marriage and babies and relocation, you know, I am accustomed to them. And I probably my personality prefers the marinated process, Mm -hmm. which is why, you know, I'm a hard friendship nut to crack. Probably. I would love to hear your perspective. (laughs) I will attest to that. (laughs) That is the truth. (laughs) And I, it's the first time I've actually had to think about it. I was, when I was thinking about our conversation, I was thinking, yeah, like I probably, I'm like, we're, we're cool. Like you're awesome. Hey girl, how you doing? Da, 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 da. But like, I truly feel like, and you know this about me now, once you're my actual friend, Mm -hmm. like there's no shaking me. Like I am, I got you, like I'm loyal and I don't give that away because it is an investment and it's an intentional investment on my part. I'm committed to praying for you, encouraging you. And listen, if you need to, if you need those babies to fly to Houston for a couple of weeks, (laughs) you know, I got them. My husband and I will love them like they're our own. You know what I mean? So I think for me, I have somehow known that friendship is not something that I've, I really haven't ever taken lightly. So there are acquaintance level people and I, you know, I love you and that's great. But when you're my friend, you like, it's hard to shake me. I mean, you have to really, you know what I'm saying? Like you're kind of stuck with me now. Yeah. But it took us, it took us a long time to get to this space and, and that's okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think that's okay. And and also no diss to anyone who's not wired that way, right? Like right. No. everybody has their way and what they need and that's what works. And for to you and your for credit, me. because of who you are, like the the generous, open, like loving, amazing no more. No more, no. person <laughs> that you are, you, for whatever reason, stuck with it. And not that I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make it sound like an optical course, but it just life evolved. And yeah, we are here, but it wasn't like, Ooh, I'm going to make Kanisha my best friend because you are the kind of person that anybody would want to be honestly close friends with because you're incredible that way. But I'm just not why, like, I'm like, I would be the person to be like, my friend circle is awesome. Like I'm good for the rest of my life, rest of my life. And not to dismiss also like just the divine in that, as in God, you know, his hand in orchestrating a lot of those different areas. Right. So, you know, you touched on or alluded to something else I would love to talk about that I think is kind of a hot topic in this conversation, which is conflict and conflict in relationships. And I know I wouldn't say that we've had our fair share of conflict, like We've had so much. I don't think it's that way because I feel like especially as I've gotten older and um, probably for you as you've gotten older, too, like I just don't have time, energy and space for that in my life in general. But we have had a couple of times where we've disagreed on some things, which 
I said this to you earlier when we were talking about this conversation, and I think it's worth repeating, but, you know, I don't want a friendship or relationship where I'm not able to be corrected or someone can't bring something to me that was offensive or hurtful or that where I overstepped a boundary. Those are not the kinds of relationships I want in my life currently. Maybe when I was 20, you know, like I would be like, oh, we're cool, right? You know, like I don't want any conflict. Now it's not the time because I know that conflict, it can bring restoration. It can be restorative and it also refines. So bring on the conflict as far as I'm concerned, which again, I know is not everyone's personality, but our conflict, I do recall one time, but I'm going to bring this question to you or throw it at you. Do you recall a time that we had conflict and we had to work something out and come to a resolution on? I'll share first. So there was a time like a few years ago when Carla, no, Oh, 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 so we doing that. Okay. <laughs> no, and they're, they're, I mean, being very no, like own, surface with the, no, sure. it's cool. Yeah, you totally do. And so do I. This is something I also learned from you. But there was an issue that we had where something was communicated and I honestly didn't even think about it. It was kind of flippant, which is not necessarily the most responsible way to communicate things. And I moved on. And it was, I crossed a boundary for you. I wasn't aware of that. And so we had to have a conversation about that boundary that was crossed. And I remember being extremely nervous because I had come from these experiences where a lot of relationships, usually it was, I was the one talking to people about a boundary they crossed. It was very rare that someone would come to me and tell me that I crossed a boundary, which I didn't actually, that. yeah. And which now that I'm saying it, it actually makes me feel like it made our relationship stronger. And it made me, it created a bond from me to you that is almost like it's not breakable, you know, mm-hmm. which is why I think I say that conflict is, is refining because there's a, I'm ba- this is going to sound weird, but I feel like in some regard, like I am bound to you even more because of situations and things like that. So anyway, there was a boundary. I crossed it. I got my hand slapped. And <laughs> it was a loving uh, No, but it was a respectful conversation. And mm-hmm. I think I cried, not because I like you hurt my feelings, but just because like I was, those tears were more like, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe that I didn't consider you in this way, you know? So. Yeah, I it's, it's funny because when I think about it, it was one of, it was a decision point for me. I'm like, okay, wait, there's another, there's another situation. There's something else. There was something else. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but in this one, which I'll tell you about that. Oh, I, wasn't okay. even thinking, I wasn't thinking about the one that you're talking about. I, okay. I'll, I'll share the one that I was thinking about. But in the one that you just mentioned, I remember it because it was a decision point for me. And, and I'm a processor. So some most sometimes I'll tell you in the moment, depending on what the situation is, but n- my normal way of dealing with conflict is I process and then I decide sometimes how I'm going to, you know, handle it. And sometimes I'm like, you know, this, I'm not even going to give this energy. You know, I just think about it. In this particular situation, it was when I, I, I made an intentional decision that this is, I hope this doesn't sound weird. I cared enough about you. And our budding or our friendship that 
I wanted to talk it through because I didn't want to make any assumptions. And the assumption that I did make, though, was that you had not intentionally tried to do that and that you did not intentionally want to hurt me. But I knew that if our friendship was going to continue to develop, then you needed to have intimate knowledge of my boundaries in that way. Because for me, if I invite you into my life, I need to feel as a friend that you are also going to protect me when I'm not around. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I've never put language to that before, yeah, but I love that. For me, that's how, that's how robust friendship is to me. You know, it's not just, oh, that's my friend. It's when I'm not around, can I trust you to protect me and my boundaries? And you know enough about me to know what's important to me that, yeah, that you cover me in that way. And yeah, so the the hand slapping, as you call it, wasn't necessarily even <laughs> about that, but it was about, hey, I need you to know this about me as a woman who is my friend. I need you to know this about how I regard my home, my family, the people that are close to me. And if we're going to do this friendship thing, then these are kind of some boundaries that are really important to me. And I'm just, I wanted to talk it through. And you were amazing. Oh, thanks. I do love that. I um, I think that, you know, the one point that you made where you said, like, if we're going to be friends, like, I need you to know this about me. And I feel like that could be almost be like a book, like like we could talk about that for or at least another whole episode by itself. But I think there is something valuable in that takes vulnerability as well, though, as you know, because for sure, I think that a lot of us I'll speak for myself, like in the past, I've held in those things. Right. And I've not communicated those boundaries. And usually, you know, all the therapy tells me that, you know, Typically in a relationship, when you're feeling angst or tension or anger or whatever the emotion is, it's typically because someone's crossed a boundary that you haven't communicated. So what would end up happening is in the past, I would not communicate a boundary. Someone would cross it. I would make whatever assumption that they just somehow were supposed to magically know. And then here we are, we're at this crossroads in the relationship where it either ends or we're just stiff arming each other. Right. Oh, we're fake, which a hundred percent, which is not even acceptable any longer. No, no, we're just not doing that anymore. So. So, yeah, I think that that moment for sure was like a really beautiful moment in our relationship. And I would say pivotal moment in the sense that we were able to find resolution, obviously, which was huge. Yeah. It, it also makes me think like you said something to me about the whole boundaries thing, like my personal journey of you know, finding my voice and boundaries. Mm -hmm. I was on, I've been on a lifelong journey of boundaries because I come from a family that's almost, I swear, like a tribe. And I'm the youngest of seven kids. And, you know, the boundaries were, you know, it's, of course, you're going to do everything the family wants, you know, of course. So trying to navigate my space as a woman and developing all of my relationships, boundaries, have become like this thing for me that where I, I have to be okay with, you know, risking communicating my boundaries and saying, okay, who, what's more important? This boundary is really important to me. And I don't want to, I don't want to forfeit that. Yeah. I don't want to forfeit that. And, and that is at my own expense and who I am and my life is really important to me. And the people that, 
you know, are supposed to be in my life that God is giving me, they will respect those. And if they can't, then I have to be okay with risking losing people because they don't understand or respect my boundaries. So that's what that moment was also about for me. It was more it was about. A test. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you were no, testing me. I'm no, <laughs> it was more about. You guys about, be shaking her head. <laughs> but wait, wait, what? No. <laughs> it was more about me genuinely having the courage to communicate that something happened, affected me in a way because I care about you. So it was a bunch of stuff happening, right? For me and for you. And so it just became kind of this perfect storm of, I had some individual and some personal learning that happened. You had some personal learning that happened. And, you know, and then the fruit of that is, you know, we got is this. a lemonade of, yeah, of, of a place where our friendship could go to more authenticity, more sincerity, more honesty, more depth. And that was, you know. One other part of this piece of the conversation that I'd like to underscore is where you spoke about finding value enough in the relationship or in the person that you would want to bring this to the person. And I think that is very important as well for a lot of us because this is a really hot topic, especially right now, I think culturally, where you know we talk about like the cancel culture and everything. I think it's really important that we define like what's worth it and who's worth it. And not saying like, you know, in the sight of God, like it, as image bearers, like everybody's worth it to God, right? Oh, absolutely. But like, as far as a relationship is concerned with another human being, and in this in this sense, you know, woman to woman, I think that it's really important that we're able to define what value even looks like to us and and whether it actually is healthy even sometimes for us to approach certain situations or sometimes to pull back sit back and watch and allow things to just fall where they may, if you will. So absolutely. Yeah. And there's great risk in, you know, vulnerability, honesty, and, you know, you're never going to know where a relationship or a friendship is going to take you sometimes if there's not healthy conflict. And are we able to work through that? You know, it wasn't a test, but it was because the, it, I was like, either this is going to, she's either going to be okay with me communicating something that's important to me, or she won't be. And we will have hit a ceiling. And that would have been okay, too. It didn't mean that I wasn't going to continue to be cordial or whatever. But right. yeah, the richness. I'm so the glad death. it didn't. I'm so glad. Me too. I'm so glad. Well, I think that's a testament to who you are. And I think it's also a risk that I was willing to take because I did evaluate it. Like, I'm like, do I have the energy, yeah. honestly, to... And this was before COVID. So oh, if yeah. it had, honestly, honestly, if this has happened like 2019, 2020, 2021, we may not have made it. Girl, bye. No. <laughs> Would not have made. Never so just made for it. just just so we have context, this is pre-COVID. Yes. Pre. Yeah. I'm already exhausted. Yeah. Season. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> but it is an energy evaluation. It was an energy evaluation for me because I knew that if if I did this, then it means okay. Then I want to carry on. Like I want to continue. <laughs> so yeah. I know that sounds calculated, but it's okay. Okay, so. Practicalities. Sorry. 
Go ahead. Do you want to hear the other story that I was thinking of? I actually do. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm kind of scared. It's kind of silly. Do you remember this time we were, these people are going to think I'm nuts. Do you Probably. remember when we were neighbors, like literal, like two doors down from each other? Yeah. One door. One door down. One house in the between us. Yeah. And do you remember the day you showed up at my house unannounced? I kind of do. I think, was I with my sister-in-law or? No, no, that was planned. It was before that. Oh, no. I remember. You know what? I totally forgot about this. And I forgot about the other one. That's so crazy. But I didn't, like, she showed up at my house unannounced. I need to tell her. We, like, we don't, we do, don't that. do this. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember that. And I remember being offended because I, I remember thinking, like, not offended, like pissed, but like. Like, is she for real? Oh, yeah. I was like, is she for real? I was like, first of all, my actual thoughts, which we have not <laughs> talked about this. Everybody. We haven't. We have not. But my actual thoughts were like, we're from the South. Like, this is how I grew up, like culturally, you know, like you just. And to be honest, I was like, it's like we're the only black women in the neighborhood. You know, I'm like, you're my person. Like, uh-huh. and you're still like, I don't know. I don't. This is not. I don't, I don't do this. This is not what we do. I was like, okay, noted. <laughs> Text Carla before I knock on her door. <laughs> but also the neighborhood we lived in though, there were, you ha- almost had to do that on top of, I understand it obviously now, not that I even need to understand it at all ever because it's a boundary, but like, I get it. Then I didn't get it, <laughs> but I get it now. Yeah. I was like, so I was super surprised that you would even want to be my friend because I think I'm I'm like, look, we're not in Texas or Alabama or Louisiana. <laughs> like we are in straight up Washington State. <laughs> and nah. Around here. Around here we, we have just to. can't do that. We can't yeah. do that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So anyway, when you were thinking, I was thinking conflict. Oh, I remember. Because it was the first one for me where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to tell her. I totally forgot all about that. Because it wasn't, I mean, it was a deal, but it wasn't like, the other one for sure was bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So funny. Okay. So learning. Things I've learned. Things you've learned. I want to talk about things I've learned from you. I'll go first. Is this pressure? No, no, no. I have learned so much from you. I think I have learned stick-to-itiveness as in like you've taught me a lot about what that means, about what integrity means, about honor. I mean, like the actual word and what it actually means, honoring someone, honoring a person, a human, honoring a relationship, a friendship. I think that that they're, uh, yeah, <laughs> strength, like that part, that one makes me cry. <laughs> okay, now you're about to get me. You know, like, I think that <clears throat> that can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people, right? Just that word mm-hmm. strength. Mm-hmm. And if I'm really honest with myself, like when I think about you and your proximity to me, like, I don't think I understood how robust strength could be until my relationship with you. I don't have the time or the space to really break that down, nor do I really need to be that vulnerable in this space. But I think I am thankful to you for showing me what it looks like to like hold a lot of different things at one time and to hold like a lot of good things and a lot of hard things all together at one time, but also like keep my eye 
and my heart and my soul anchored and focused on the one thing that matters, which is my faith in Jesus. And wow. yeah. <laughs> wow. That is a huge, that's a huge um, thank, compliment. Thank you for saying that. And now I've caught the Kanisha bug. Um, <laughs> I told you guys. I told <laughs> Because I, what's most significant to me than anything on this earth is that, you know, this is the Go and Tell Gals podcast. And I want my life to preach a life of faith in Jesus at all times. And it's easy to have faith when things are going good. But if if faith in Jesus doesn't work when times are hard, you know, what are we doing? Like, what's happening here? Is this ritual or is this real? And one of the things that I've learned from you, because we are so, we're, are, we're different in terms of our personalities, is how to be, you are fully yourself. And, you know, I, I had to unlearn only showing parts of myself to certain people because I wanted, I crave emotional and psychological safety so much. And there are so few places in this culture, in this society for black women to be fully ourselves that as a coping mechanism, I learned very early in life to hold places for myself, for myself. Mm -hmm. And that's nobody's fault. But what I've had to unlearn is to just be fully myself at all times. And I learned that partially from you. Like I would, I would be around you and in having an internal conversation with myself, like <laughs> this girl is crazy. This girl's crazy. <laughs> Seriously, because we're real friends and I can tell you that, but I also, I was secretly curious because I'm not going to use the word envious because I wasn't, but I was secretly curious, like, how does she do that? You know? And it encouraged me and inspired me at the same time. Mm. I can't say that for, I'm being, you know, I'm not going to lie to you anyway, but I can't say that about any other friendship in my, in my life. And I so appreciate that about you. And you have helped me come out of that shell a little bit because I'm, I'm a true introvert. And I so appreciate that. I know what I'm going to get from you. I'm going to get sunshine <laughs> and giggles and silliness. And there's a there's that's there's a part of me that is so that way, but only certain people get to see it. But I love that you just give everybody all the things, all the, all of yeah. you. And I love and appreciate it so much. When you say that only certain people get to see it, like I just wish everybody <laughs> could see. That because that like, not that I'm like always goofy. I just, I love to laugh. Everybody, anybody who knows me knows that. So like, I'm going to take it from you. Like <laughs> for sure. Even in the hardest, and we've had some really hard conversations and you've walked with me through some hard seasons. And like, even in the midst of those moments, sometimes I'm like, we got to laugh. Yeah. Like we got to find something in here that just releases some serotonin and yeah. For sure. Yeah. 100%. And one of my favorite people, one of my favorite <laughs> persons to laugh with is you. Yeah, I agree. I would say the same about you because it's you will. <laughs> I'm like, this girl. I love it. 
It's my favorite. You're invitational in your, I mean, it's just, you know, I hate to sound cliche, but it, it's pretty contagious. Oh, thank when you. You're, when you're being silly. The longer I'm friends with you, the, like, I don't even hesitate anymore. I love it. I love it. So it's great. Well, we could obviously talk for another hour because, you know, we're good at that. But this has been one of the most refreshing conversations I've had on this podcast for obvious reasons. I would love, we would love if you would pray for our women, for our girls, and specifically, you know, obviously as you're led, but then also just thinking in the the vein of this conversation about friendships and relationships, because I think especially, you know, over the past couple of years with COVID, so many areas have been strained, but I think specifically this one is one that so many of us have stress in or stress attached to. So, yeah, thank you for that invitation. And I'd love to pray for friendships. And I do want to say this, that I I think that I would love to encourage women to push through hard things in friendships. And and obviously you can't do that with everybody, right? Everybody can't be your best friend or your closest friend. But when I was thinking about the opportunity to pray for women, I've always loved this scripture. Can I share a verse? Absolutely. And I will read it in a couple of versions just because, you know, every version has its own way that I'm a words girl, just like you are. But I love this verse in Proverbs 27, 6. And I'm sure you've heard it before, but in the New Living Translation, which I rarely read from, but I love it the way it says it. It says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Wow. And I absolutely love that verse. The way that I memorized it, I think was in the NIV, which faithful are the ones of a friend. (laughs) Yeah. But I also want to read it in the Passion Translation, which 27.6 in the Passion is my favorite. Okay, here it is. You can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty, but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. Wow. Isn't that so well, good? That's the passion translation. Of yes. course it is. Proverbs 27, 6. You can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty, but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. I'm taking that with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. Right? It's so good. And like, I don't know if you love me if you can't be honest with me. And that's the gift that I want to give my friends is honesty. Not only do I want to give it, but I want it back. Yeah. So thank you for being a friendship that allows me to be honest. And thank you for being an honest friend. hundred percent always and forever until we go to heaven and die together. And then we'll be together in heaven. See <laughs> you guys, this is what I'm talking about. Extra. All caps, bolded, italicized, all that in one. <laughs> thank you for having Let's pray. me. Let me pray for, for the women. Jesus, I thank you that you are first the friend that sticks closer than any brother. And you are the template. You are the pattern that we can follow for being great friends. 
And I just thank you for who you are to us individually, but then also that your guidance and your pattern and your love and your deep, sincere friendship. I pray that it would inspire every woman listening to be a friend who sticks closer than a brother through the good times, through the bad times, through the highs and through the lows, and that we will become places of love and safety and sincerity in our friendships one to another because we follow you and we want to to live that out on earth just as it is in heaven and we love you so much i just pray a blessing on all the friendships all the women who are listening to this podcast i pray they're inspired by your love and your grace and your truth to be the friends to each other that you have called us to be and we love you so much in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Carla, thank you so much for just being a friend and for being a, I mean, is it weird to say a friend to the women today as well? Oh, even though we discuss what friend really means, but we'll just <laughs> go with that today. <laughs> I'll be their friends. No, seriously, you are a treasure. And I mean that, I mean that, I mean that you are a treasure to me. And now you you get to be that to other people. Thank you for on this, that me. listen to this podcast. They're in this community. So I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. All right. Love you. Love you. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We are grateful that you were able to listen in. If you love this episode, would you do us a favor and leave a review so other friends can find this episode? We pray it encouraged you and left you feeling equipped to run on mission right where you're at. We're super grateful for you and we will see you next week.